0: So without further ado, sit back, relax, and enjoy today's guest. Success is a process, not an event. Hello and welcome to the Fire in the Valley show. Today we'll have myself, Mighty Pete, and we are joined by the Mike Zeller. Good afternoon, good morning to you, sir. Mighty
1: Pete, glad to be here, my friend.
0: Oh, listen, it's great to have you on. Great to have you on, so... To give our our listeners a bit of a background today, so Mike Zeller is a business architect and entrepreneur mentor who helps professionals find their zone of genius and rewire their subconscious to fuel momentum towards their life's purpose. He has mentored over 300 high-level entrepreneurs from all over the world, helping add tens of millions in revenue to his clients. He is obviously the author of The Genius Within, and we are delighted to have him on the show today. So Mike,
1: welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. Mighty Pete, excited to be here, my friend, and uh, love your accent and love your your country. Ireland is my literally my wife's favorite country. She wants to get a uh, place in Ireland, so it's on our short list of places in Europe that we want to own a residence at some point.
0: There you go. You're welcome anytime. Welcome anytime. So, listen, great to have you here. So, first of all, Mike, tell us what what does Find the belly mean to you, Mike?
1: Man, it's it's finding that in that core passion. And if you look at the root word for passion, it also means suffering. So we have to undergo, when we're undergoing like a passion, we're willing to pursue a passion through the suffering. And and so I think we've all got that. And I think we've all got this call or this purpose on our lives. And this comes from my spiritual faith-based background too, but I believe there's a divine purpose we all have. And that will also lead us through the paths of trial, the path of obstacles. The, you know, that uh, old uh, Marcus Aurelius phrase of the obstacle becomes the way. Well, we've got those obstacles that are standing before us. And if you are willing to lean into your passion, lean into that fire in your belly and trust its guidance and stir that fire into a, a burning white hot flame, beautiful things can happen, but you have to be willing to face it head on. And you have to, you know, resistance It starts as our enemy, but it can become our, our friend. Like a Boeing 747 weighs 700, I'm sorry, 485 tons, but it gets in the night, eye, night sky with resistance. Invisible air causes this plane to lift into the night sky. So that invisible air that is inside of us, that is our fire, our passion, is our catalyst for growth.
0: That's really interesting. And so you're linking their passion and purpose together, if I'm understanding that correctly. Have I understood that? Yeah,
1: yeah. I would say so. I think I think they're they're not the same, but they're like sisters or brothers, and they can play off of each other and dance with each other. Hmm. Do you have fire in your belly? Oh yeah. Have you always I'm, had it? Yeah, I've always had um, a high achievement drive, and I've had different fires for different things, you know, sports and baseball was one. And then uh, I like competition and, you know, different leadership, sales, academia. Um, Another fire I would say is, is building businesses and helping people find their purpose. And, and, and and core within that is also the desire to unleash my own greatness to help others. step into their really peak state. And that's what I get to do right now. And I, I wouldn't trade it for the world.
0: Wow. So where are you today then? I mean, in terms of your purpose, in terms of your journey, what, what stage are you at then?
1: Hmm. Good question. I don't have stages necessarily other than I'm pretty deep in my purpose. and my I would say I'm very deeply aligned. I look at you know, when you look at high performers, if if you're in a flow state, flow state, you're five hundred percent more productive. All right. And how do you get into flow state first? First step is you got to know your strengths. If you're if you're playing from your strengths and utilizing your strengths, you're, you're about twice as likely to step in a flow state where you're five hundred percent more productive. But your passions or your fi- the fire in your belly often indicates it's a clue. And my, my desire, my quest, and what I've done with my book and with this whole Genius Within process is I wanna help people gather the most clarity they've ever had in their lives about their genius. And if you know your genius and you know the clues, guess what? You know what, you'll, you'll make smarter decisions. You'll make bolder decisions. You'll make more certain decisions. Socrates said, "To know thyself is the beginning of all wisdom." So you also make wiser decisions. Hmm. Just break
0: down, because not maybe not everyone's going to know exactly what flow state is and also Mm -hmm. genius is. So would you be kind enough to sort of define that for us as how it what it means for you?
1: So flow state was uh, defined and discovered really in the seventies some leading researchers on human performance and peak psychology and they're neuroscientists as well. And, uh, I don't know how to say the guy's name, but he wrote the book called flow and it's something super long, (laughs) (laughs) but it's, uh, it's literally like 18 letters, his last name. Um, anyway, but, uh, flow state flow state is, is a psychological phenomenon where if you look at, like you're a fan of football and rugby, I would imagine. And you look at uh, athletes, when they're just playing out of their mind, they're just locked in. Um, uh, you look at uh, big wave surfers. You know, they're, they're on the edge of total wipeout, but they're also on the edge of like breaking a world record of surfing the biggest wave in the world. Um, when we get into creative flow or writing flow or our sales flow, you're just locked in and you're in the zone where your concentration, it's like the, your curiosity, your concentration, the challenge level, you need appropriate levels of challenge, but you can recreate flow state. Um, and I, I personally activate my flow state at least multiple times a week where I get in flow state as long as I'm not energetically wiped. You know, I, I want my energy to be near a peak level uh, emotionally, mentally, physically, and spiritually. And those four quadrants on energy, If I'm at least at a decent level on all four. And I'm working on a project. I have curiosity that has some, some level of challenge. Um, and I'm in the right time of the day, not in the mid afternoon, where I'm going to be sluggish, but I'm in early enough where I still have some juice, I'm going to be in flow state, uh, or I can recreate my flow state if I'm focused. Um, but genius, genius, the second word, Genius is about hey, where could I be one of the best in the world at? What's that lane that I could be one of the best in my country, best in my city, best in my industry, best in whatever? Where could I that taps into my inherent talents that I've cultivated, and also my passions and my joy in creating things? That's really interesting. So, I mean, theoretically,
0: then, if you are in deep flow state, as in you are just as you said, I mean, I think that perfectly aligns it, is you are out of your mind. So you're out of your conscious mind and in your subconscious mind, then you are, you have activated and you are within your genius at that point. Is that a, is that a fair summary?
1: Yeah. And, and you're often in your genius. Um, it's hard if you're playing, like, I'm not a musician. I could not get a flow state playing music. This <laughs> would never ever happen, probably. Uh, but I can get in flow state writing. I can get in flow state coaching, speaking, um, mentoring others, problem solving, writing a business plan, creating a marketing plan. Um, those are easy for me to get in flow state. And that's really interesting. So how
0: then? Because you talked about helping people define their purpose. So. Did- just break that down for us, what does that mean and, and how do you go about doing that for people?
1: Yeah so I think you're a genius to find your your purpose or your or really you' a genius I'm, I'm obsessed especially about the genius side, but your purpose is within your genius so you take four quadrants clues from four major subgroups and and how I arrived at this is like I had grown a bunch of businesses I had grown sixteen different ventures. And I realized I was really good at certain things and phenomenal at other things. And then I also sucked. I was absolutely terrible. Rubbish, as you guys say, and, and, uh, on that side of the planet. Um, I was totally rubbish at doing certain tasks and operating a business and managing a business, but I was great at growing a business. And and so I realized a lot of the personality test gave me those clues if I paid attention to them. And then if you're building a dream business, then I need a dream team. I can't be everything. I can't do everything. As the business grows and matures, I have to do less, and I have to stay out of the lanes that I suck and step more into the lanes that I'm amazing. So I realized that we all, as I interacted and started mentoring others, we all have different sets of values. We all have different life experiences. We have different pools of relationships. And then we have different talents. And so it's not one thing. It's a multiple of things. So now I take people through where you gather all the clues you can about your unique talents, where you're amazing, where you suck. Second, your defining life moments. Those moments where, you know, and uh, where you are the seeds are planted and and something is stirring within you for something more. And you look at like William Wallace in Scotland, you know, he had some defining life moments leading up to, uh, what he did. Right. Then you look at your key relationships. You have a bunch of key relationships, probably in the podcast world and in Ireland and in Europe and in America. And, and the people that bring you life, that if you, if you made a list and put everyone on one category, life or death, This person brings me life or this person brings me death. Well, more often than not, those people that bring you life, that you just love to be around, there's a clue within that or multiple clues that this is you're supposed to be around these people more. Our bodies don't lie. That's why FBI does lie detector tests on your bodies. Pay attention to who who do you long, who do you get excited about being around? And then the fourth thing is your values and your passions. What do you stand for? What do you stand against? Um, what are you in, innately passionate about? That gives you a clue because your curiosity turns into a passion and passion becomes a purpose. So anyway, that's if you gather the clues from all those different things and facets of your life, it's like patterns pop like popcorn about your genius and what you're made to do
0: if you're passionate about something, but maybe not very good, is that good enough?
1: Not for your genius, but it's, it's, it's good enough to keep exploring it. Hmm. Because sometimes we start out when we're like mediocre, most of us at anything in life, we're mediocre at the beginning. But if we're passionate about it and we have some innate, Raw skill and ability within that, then we should keep exploring it, even if we're not good at it right now.
0: So, I mean, it's 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 that enthusiasm, it's that passion to keep going, right? So, it's that passion to continue the exploration, to read a little bit more, to ask another question, right? So, that's that's going to help, even if you're potentially starting off mediocre, right? That's going to help build it up. You're you're you know you're you sort of depth of experience, right, and exposure.
1: Yeah, and, and if you're if you're not passionate about it, then you're definitely not like gonna become great. Mm. But if you're passionate about it, you have at least a shot, right? Like I, I have no passion to learn how to play music. I tried it for one semester in college to impress the girls. I tried to learn how to play guitar. And I realized about three weeks in, I was going to have to learn something else to impress the girls because this was not going to work. <laughs> it just wasn't my passion. It wasn't something that I was naturally wired to do, but other things I could. Is that important? I mean, to,
0: to acknowledge as much the stuff that you're either not good at or not passionate about, to acknowledge it, right? Rather than sort of going, if I want to get the girl, I got to learn the music, but then my heart's not in it. But you know, and I suppose I'm referring more here to the likes of people pleasing the, the, sort of the social, uh, the social sort of nudges we get, you know, if you do this, then you please me. And therefore I, I give you more sort of praise, more connection. Right. So, but that's, but twisted, cause then it's not for you.
1: Yeah. And I think if you look though, in any enterprise, when you are tapped in, when you're tapped in to your genius, um, you have more fun, you have more fun and you have more joy. And it just comes easier. Um, And there's clues scattered about our lives. The problem is most of us, our antennas are turned off. Hmm. And my goal is to awaken your antennas, awaken, stir up your awareness. So that you start noticing the clues and you start getting deeper and deeper and deeper into your lane. Of what brings you life versus what brings you death. And what I find, like in the room that I'm recording this podcast in, I've taken multiple CEOs and business owners through where they walked in, even though their company had a record year, even though everything's up and to the right, they're like, Mike, I'm burned out. I'm battling depression. I'm, I'm he didn't even, one of them, David, didn't even say it. But I could tell in about two hours into our session, I'm like, David, you're ready to turn the, tear this business down. You're ready to burn it down, aren't you? I'm like, Mike, how'd you see that? I'm like, well, I could tell because he was playing out of position from his strengths and out of alignment with his passions, even though he loved the business and the vision behind the business, but he was no longer doing the parts that he was amazing at. And it, it, a great metaphor and easy metaphor is in sports, you know, uh, like basketball is really popular right now. It's playoffs. Well, if you had, um, had, let's see, Michael Jordan back in the day, and he's, he's now having to play center or Dennis Rodman, who was a fantastic rebounder, but could not shoot very well. You had him taking the game winning shots. The whole team would, would be frustrated. He wasn't the right guy for the game winning shots. Hmm. You got to put people in the right position, and the team's confidence goes up, your own confidence goes up, your own joy goes up. And it's there for all of us if we will pay attention to the clues. And it also affects our marriages and our family lives too. So I've, I've noticed that in a big way.
0: I've heard, a, heard an expression, you know, when people talk about your weaknesses or your strengths, do you, do you, do you buy into that at all?
1: I, I think you know you should live out of your strengths and manage Your weaknesses now your weaknesses give you clues about what to avoid but there's also i think there's stubborn immaturity in in younger business owners or business owners that haven't scaled if you look at um larger companies like companies with 100 employees or a thousand employees or whatever man that those business owners got more and more in their strengths they did less and less that was outside of their strengths. So at the beginning, you have to do a lot more of everything. But as the company grows and matures, you should be stepping away from things that are out of alignment.
0: It's I suppose it's it's reflecting upon yourself. And I mean, how do you how do you recommend that people actually view themselves? Is that easier, or is it a case that actually it's you know this is where you need mentor you need an outside person to hold up a mirror for you and saying listen you can't necessarily see yourself so let me help you
1: yeah I've, I've had a lot of people that if they went through uh they can go through like my process pick up my book or or other processes take those personality tests i recommend five different personality tests um, but as you go through it you have to remember that you're also no matter how much self-awareness you get you're still on the inside of the bottle. You can't read the label when you're on the inside entirely. And you need others to tell you what's on the label. That's, so that's the value of coaches, masterminds, programs, podcasts like this. You know, you're getting a different perspective to see yourself. And as long as you receive that, use it and make smarter decisions around that. Like, you know, last uh, 2020, I talked to one of the oldest guys I've ever talked to. His name's D Hawk. Have you heard of D Hawk?
0: Name, uh, name sounds familiar like I should know it.
1: Yeah, well, you've used his product before, I'm sure, as, as have most of your listeners. He created Visa, as in Visa credit cards and debit cards. And I emailed him and we got to talking because he, had, he started researching leaders and the best leaders in the world and what they did differently after he retired from Visa he found that the very best leaders in the world spent more than 50% of their time leading themselves, leading themselves in the right direction, leading themselves in where they should go, making the right decisions. So I think if we look at finding your genius, that's a big, big piece of it is, am I leading myself in the direction I, I need to go?
0: It's that, I mean, it, it is that sort of leading of self. That That's so key, really, isn't it? I mean, and that's, you know... Well, tell me this, sort of circling back a bit. I mean, what is a more powerful motivator? Do you think, in terms of when you're working with your true genius, is it based upon pain or is it based upon pleasure?
1: Well, good question. When you actually step into flow state, in flow state again, you have to have. You're usually playing from your strengths. You're when you're in your strengths and you're, you're in flow state, you got focus, your energy level is sufficient, and you've got appropriate levels of challenge, not over challenge, where you would feel frustrated and hopeless and not under challenge where you would feel bored. So you need that healthy level of challenge, which is usually 10 to 20% harder than what you've done before, like a newer thing. That's why you want to keep growing. Right. Um, but when you're in flow state, you're actually releasing six neurochemical cocktails you're like the oxytocin the serotonin the endorphins all those things are being released in your body and so you're actually feeling great flow state is where you lose track of time and you just feel you feel even better about your future and your life and that your whole journey and and you can recreate it and a lot of my peak performers that's what i end up doing is i teach them how to recreate their flow state and then if they're applying that to their most valuable activity to the thing that brings them most joy, that is also the most rewarding for their business. Now we got some, we got some explosions happening.
0: Do you think that's key? And, and, you know, like you're saying with those key leaders that they have to be in their flow state. I mean, to, to, to work hard, to, you know, get up at three o'clock in the morning, that's not enough. It has to be linked to genius. It has to be linked to flow state
1: i i think they're going to be more effective much more well the data clearly shows you're much more effective when you're in flow state but it's not like i would rather have one hour or two hours of flow state work than 10 hours of non-flow state work you're going to be more focused your clarity of thinking is going to be dramatically more precise um so this hustle and grind myth—it's like you know, especially popular in America, maybe not as popular in Ireland, but we've, we buy into the, like, I got to get up at 4am and work, work, work and blah, blah, blah. And yes, there are plenty of seasons you got to work hard, but you know what? Why is the book called Think and Grow Rich? Not work hard and grow rich, not grind and grow rich. It's called Think and Grow Rich. And if, if I'm also thinking in my lane of of genius my giftedness where i'm away from my lane that i suck because if i manage my weaknesses and i try and improve my weaknesses at best i'm going to go from being really bad to being average but if i take something that i'm good at and i really develop and hone that craft to become great or exceptional or world-class now i've got something you know we don't look at elon musk and say hey this dude's probably a people development gym and just a warm, cuddly human being, and Mother Teresa like heart. The dude's a freaking genius. We respect the heck out of his scientific analytical brain that he he used to read ten hours a day as a kid. The dudes read, you know, thousands of books at this point. I've read two thousand books. He's read probably eight thousand. Who knows? The dude's a freaking genius.
0: Mm-hmm what is your learning style then i mean you, you talk about books there i mean is that you know, are you a, an avid reader do you take time for that you know what's what's what does your pattern look like
1: yeah i read every day a uh, minimum typically of 30 minutes i read typically a book a week um, for the last 20 years uh, 22 years actually i've read a book a week uh, at least and i go through courses and other programs and trainings as well um, but i love I love learning and I think the future is paved by the leaders who dare to learn what tomorrow is going to bring readers are leaders right that's right that's right and and I can shortcut my learning curve and my headaches and my pain and my suffering and building a venture or or, um my relationship whatever by learning learning from the wisdom of others You know, there's literally hundreds of hours that people put in, if not thousands of hours that many authors put into a single book that's distilled down to something that you can pick up their best knowledge in eight to 10 hours in most books, six to 10 hours even.
0: Where did this all start for you, Mike? I mean, what stage were you at and how have you sort of now got to this? I mean, what was the original plan? What did little Mike want to do when he grew up?
1: And little Mike wanted to play baseball. I was gonna be a pro baseball player in, in the States. And then in college, I was like, you know what? I wanna own restaurants. I was like, that's an easy path. I can make a great living, have a BMW. Uh, those were my big lofty goals was to uh, be a general manager of a restaurant and have a BMW. Um, <laughs> and then uh, by the age of 30, I did have a BMW or I had an Audi. Uh, but I was uh, in real estate game and loved the real estate game, uh, but immediately was a little bored with it. Three years in, I was like, you know what? I'm made for something more. This is not complex and challenging enough. It's not activating my flow state, um, and I need a new challenge. I need to keep growing. And so, and and also, I went through a big pivotal moment. Was uh, at age 20, I was in the middle of finals in college. And while I was in finals week, I went to a seminar, a Brian Tracy seminar. And he said something profound that changed my life. He said, you know what? If you want to become an expert in any field an experts top 1%, it paid disproportionately more than even the top 20%. If you want to become an expert in any field, you got to read and study in that field, you got to read one book a month in that field for 36 months. So that's 36 bucks. Like shoot, I'm gonna become an expert this year. Screw taking three years, and so I studied leadership pretty hardcore, and sales, and marketing, and entrepreneurship, and human psychology, and faith-based things, and relationships, and so I've I've freaking studied a lot, and I love it though. What about you? What's what's your journey like on the personal development side? It's been really interesting. I mean,
0: really, I suppose for me, it's. You know, really the last five years, I've always, you know, mentored, I've always been interested and in, and I, I mean, real estate is my, is my background, if you like, and uh, did the corporate life, did working in, you know, for the blue chip company. And then basically five years ago, got to the point of, you know, basically exhaustion and breakdown, you know, I was, I was good at what I did, but didn't mean I was passionate. Right. So I mean, it, it ties in perfectly there for what you were saying. It's just cause you're good. Doesn't mean it's, you know, it, it drained me more than it filled me up, put it that way, you know, and I'm sure you must see this all the time, right? People just getting exhausted and burnt out.
1: Yeah. And, and oftentimes they're not aware of it and they're just getting grinded out and their sheer will and determination and all that. And they're all, And also too, when you get truly burned out and you hit chronic fatigue, it's a lot harder to bounce back. It takes a while to get all the way back. So it's like, you want to, you want to avoid that and be smarter about it, and it's there for all of us if we're if we'll pay attention to it.
0: Mm. Pay attention to your intention. That's right. That's right. Good old Brian Tracy. You know, it's, I must say, it's um, who. I mean, just out of interest, who does inspire you in, in that field? I mean, Brian Tracy is one you've mentioned. You know, and, mm-hmm. you know, who's your go-to in that area?
1: Tony Robbins has been a huge, huge impact in my life. I spent 1,447 hours with Tony, was in his platinum partner group for two years, grew so much from Tony. Um, Another guy that I really, really love, um, Peter Diamandis, he's considered by many to be the world's leader in exponential technologies. Uh, His new book is out with Tony Robbins called Life Force. Uh, So that's been really, um, really amazing learning from Peter. I'm actually consulting him on one of his companies, Abundance 360 right now, finishing that up, building out his sales team and sales organization there. Um, Who else? Um, I love... I still read a lot of the classics. Napoleon Hill. I'm reading Think and Grow Rich right now for like the fifth or sixth time. Um, I go back and read other guys like... um, uh, Vern Harnish has some good books. I, I mean, I'm always diving into, oh, Jim Collins. I love Jim Collins, a lot of Jim Collins books. He's so smart and such a good writer. Um, have you read any of Jim's, like Beyond Entrepreneurship 2.0? No, have actually, no. Good to great. Yeah. He's terrific. Uh, the book Powerful Engagement was a massive life changer for me. It was, it's about the energy management side of things that I was talking about. Mm. You know, how it's more important to manage your energy than your time. Uh, so I've gone pretty deep in a lot of that too. That's really interesting,
0: you know, that it's, and it is so key. I know, especially me having, you know, we, we lost a business through bankruptcy and one thing, another, and that just, I came away just physically exhausted, absolutely physically burnt out. Right. And that's, that's so common. And you yeah, know, time and time again, but yet it's, it's not
1: the. What I'm curious, what did you do to reboot after that?
0: This, this is, this is I mean, like, you talk about taking a left turn. I mean, I, essentially my background is property and building engineering. Yeah. So um, to turn up and sort of go, yeah, I'm going to start a podcast is, is a bit left field, right? But listen, that's what sometimes what you got to do. You got to go left field. You got to sort of take that sort of adverse t- turn. You know, it's like, I, I don't, I don't crave the mic. I crave the connection to other people and just finding their zone of genius finding what it is like wow what a a pleasure right
1: yeah exactly and and you know those defining life moments so you had a big defining life moment now that gift is not wasted because you're using that to help others avoid those same types of mistakes me too you know i've been through that similar story similar journey and now it's like i i I get to help hundreds of people hopefully avoid the the foolish mistakes I made.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, um, I know it was, you know, really from, it was from Napoleon Hill and the Think and Grow Rich. And they talk about that, that book was compiled out of like 505 interviews mm. and it's like, well, okay. So, when you don't know any better, how about I go and interview five hundred and five people? I'm bound to learn something, right? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah.
0: If you, if you exactly. don't know any better, just get going, get started at something. That's right. Yeah. I mean, that, that's the thing. I mean, is you know, if somebody's not sure about what they're doing and what their passion, what their sort of zone of genius is, what what is the best step for them?
1: I think the first step, the first quick step you can do is you can do a life or death exercise. And you literally take out a sheet of paper, one side you write life, the other side you write death. And then you just look back at your life, and especially the last few weeks and last few months, and you look at, hey, everything that's brought me death, everything that i have like, ah, oh, dude, i drag doing this, or I'm going to procrastinate forever on this because I don't want to do it, those type of things. Or this brought me life, this brought me joy, or this having a cocktail or a glass of wine or a workout or run on the beach or reading a book or whatever it may be, you know, quality time, deep conversation with my wife or deep or friends or working on a business that brought me life. And then you also look and say, Hey, how much of life have you actually had in your schedule and how much death have you had in your schedule? And you look at, Hey, what are the top three things on my death list? that I can easily reduce or delete over the next two weeks? Then what are the top two or three things on my life list that I can double or add in more of into my life? And oftentimes I'll work with founders of businesses and their whole, like I work with a, one of the guys I'm working with, Silicon Valley, uh, co-founder of a cryptocurrency investment fund. Well, this guy, our first call, he's like, Mike. I don't have any joy in my life. I was like, "Whoa! He had some mission. He had he had nothing in his life and his schedule that's bringing him joy." And so we started working on that, deleting, revising, optimizing. Um, so that's step number one. And then step number two, I would say, is do the personality test. I list out the wealth dynamics, which shows you your natural pathway for building wealth. Strengths Finder uh, measures your deepest areas of strengths. Um, your disk profile, your Myers-Briggs, your Colby index tells you whether you're a fast starter, slow starter, fact finder, follow through, how strong you are on those things. And then uh, the other one that I also recommend is Enneagram. So if you go through all those, now you've got the greatest amount of data about yourself that you've ever had. And if you have more data and you organize and synthesize it, now you can interpret it. And now you can make smarter decisions about, hey, This is what Mighty Pete is freaking amazing at and get even more precise. You know, you think about a, a, you know, so many of us are kind of haphazard with our lives, yet this is the only life that we know of we get to live. Well, if I'm, if I have a heart issue and I'm going to go see a neurosurgeon or a heart surgeon and they say, you know what, we're just going to cut you open, try a few things, see what we can, see if we can find what's wrong you I like, mean, heck no. Can't you do some more tests? I want to get a little more precise. We need to be more precise. Well, the clues are there. It's just like, you know, uh, Da Vinci, Leonardo Da Vinci was, was uh, creating human anatomy without x-rays and without all these other things that we have now. The clues were there. The human body hasn't really changed in its basic structure. Have a heart problem? It could be the same problem you had, someone had in the 1880s as, as much as the 2022s. And now we can measure it and get a lot more precise. So let's, let's be more precise about our own lives. Because today is the only day I get to live. Tomorrow I get to live tomorrow too, hopefully. But you know what? I can choose to live it more intentionally and more purposefully and more aligned with my genius if I'm aware of it. You were where you're supposed to be. I'd say I'm pretty freaking close at this stage in the journey. You know, it's all a journey. We're on the path and it's not never about the final destination. It's about the road that I'm on and I'm, I'm pretty dialed in. I love what I get to do. I work with some really smart, amazing, good people, um, and I'm building another venture that's I've designed it around my genius and around the genius of my teams as well. And um, so I'm moving in the right direction. feels great. And
0: that's, you know, I suppose for you, I mean, what, what is your superpower then? If you were to sort of say, this is the one thing for me, my, my one sort of, you know, I get to wear the, wear my pants on the outside and the cape on my back and I just yeah. stamp this on my, on my back.
1: I, I think my, if that's how I got to describe myself, I would say my number one superpower is I help high achievers find their deepest area of genius, where they come alive, where they're more prosperous and fulfilling by identifying their thousand or $10,000 an hour activities that uh, help them step into flow state and help them avoid along the way, the pitfalls of playing out a position. And then if I'm looking from a business perspective as a business architect, I help people build out and design dream teams where they get a whole great team flowing in the right direction Well, people are in their lanes of genius people are in their lanes of badassery where they can really kick butt and have more fun doing it i think we may call you like the g man or something
0: you know <laughs> <laughs> i'll take it that's what it's all about we'll get you a big spandex suit and big g on the front you know but <laughs> <laughs> that's right <laughs> when you're when you're talking to people in the businesses i mean do you are you sort of funneling almost through them you know can you almost see the ideas before they can and then as a case of going right how do we how do we guide here or do you take a more back step and try and flourish with them
1: well yeah great question i can see a lot of things before people other people can like especially on genius and alignment because i'm just so I've literally read, you know, hundreds of people's personality tests and profiles, and studied at them from the organizational leadership perspective. Of like, hey, where where is this person most designed to flourish, and where are also where would they flop? Mm-hmm. When you're building a team, an organization, and you're an individual, you don't want to flop. Who wants to flop? Who wants to fall flat on their face? No one. We want to flourish, and I want to help people do that. And I can see that. I can pick up on it sometimes in 15 minutes, I pick up on people's clues and I can like assess and, and align people like an, nin- like a ninja. I can just, I like, dissect it. And, and, uh, I really love that. I love helping people find their purpose. And I feel like that's a big part of my divine call. Um, because I just know what, what clues to look for. It's not that I'm any smarter, it's just I have a different perspective and lens. And I part of my genius is um, at the 30,000 foot view, I can see things and I can see connectedness and I can see, I can ideate and develop and then I can also help people get unstuck and create new metaphors and new patterns and new rhythms. You know, you look at all of life is made up of waves, energy waves, sound waves, light waves. Well, what's a wave in the in physics an object in motion stays in motion unless acted upon by an outside source so all of us have created these own our life waves this is my pattern this is where i'm going this is what i'm creating this is how i'm showing up this is the energy or the what whatever well maybe your pattern is meant to be something else you were told this by your mom, or told this by your dad, or believe this because of your school, or where you were born, or how much wealth you were born into, or not wealth you were born into. And you can recreate patterns that are more deeply aligned, and the clues are there. And if you just have someone that helps you reset those patterns to get even more deeply aligned, especially in seasons of transition, you know, um, you can perspectives. I don't. Do you read biographies at all? Yeah, I do. Yeah, some. All right. So, who's one? someone you've read uh, their biography that you really liked? Yeah, Alan
0: Sugar, actually. I don't know. Do you, do you see much of Alan uh-uh. Sugar? No, I no. saw he's, um, he, Amstrad was a, a big company he was involved in, but Alan Sugar over here, he does. Um, uh what do you call it year fired um okay talk, talk yeah the, other the side uh, so it was the british version of that so yeah. just super It's a real hard working rags to riches yeah. kind of story you know yeah uh um, yeah and th- there's there's loads i mean there's like you know there's the uh like the shoe dog and there's there's loads of uh, shoe dog's great yeah great great um but that's the thing right because they're they're leaving clues they're giving clues as to mm. to what they've done how they've done it you know and yeah Quite often they don't they don't gloss it up or sex it up at all, which is good.
1: Yeah, exactly. And if you look, you know, another thing that I advise people to do is is study people that are wired like you. Like, for example, when you do the wealth dynamics test, I'm a creator on the wealth dynamics. So it gives me the breakdown of other people that are wired like me, and then I want to go and study their, Like Richard Branson is a he's a creator on the wealth dynamics. So I studied all he's been at the risk on the brink of failure numerous times but he's also been on the edge of, of breakthrough success so many times and has had breakthrough success and he also found really great his secret sauce was finding great operating partners hmm. as he started these ideas he can galvanize and create momentum in an idea but he needs operating partners so that was an aha for me i read these biographies and they give you a perspective learning some of our documentaries or watching movies etc so when you have one of my favorite stories is einstein i read his biography by isaacson walter isaacson but you know he came up with the theory of relativity Mm. and theory of relativity was a breakthrough you couldn't run experimental labs like on nuclear physicist physics that much right like it's just all you might accidentally create an atomic bomb that explodes on you that wouldn't be a great idea but he did these thought experiments and so he's like we're talking about perspectives and we're talking about waves right if the universe is made up of waves and we're part of the universe and I want to create a new future that's more aligned with my genius I gotta be aware of the waves and the perspectives so Einstein saw himself to solve this big perplexing problem they worked on for two years. He saw himself riding a light wave and he saw himself watching himself ride that light wave. And from that, and then he was watching himself, watch himself on that light wave. So he had three different perspectives going on that enabled him to see how light was being distorted and all these other things. And it helped him realize, ah, there's something else here. Isaac's laws of, of um, gravity, and, or Isaac's uh, laws of physics, there's, there's a few tweaks that need to be made. There's something else happening. And you've solved that problem. And it was from a different perspective. So when we look at our lives, if we could have a different perspective about the clues and about our genius, and start organizing and synthesizing that, Then we might make more effective and powerful and aligned and uh, inspired decisions about who we are and what on earth we're meant to do
0: what's the best way to tap that guidance do you think to get it you know to to hear that
1: space if you're a little hustle uh, hustle hamster you're just running on the hamster wheel of life and hustling and grinding and running hard Nonstop all the time yeah we can run hard for a season and for moments and for days but if if that's all we do for the next year and the next year and the next decade and the next month or whatever guess what you're you're not going to have white space and you're that's why look at some of the biggest breakthroughs that people have it's often a they're either in the shower white space or they're traveling on vacation white space you know red bull Austrian businessman, travels to Thailand, needs an energy juice, an energy jolt before a big business meeting, tells the taxi driver. Taxi driver pulls over, goes inside, grabs this little can of uh, this drink, this tonic that has a Red Bull on it, comes out, hands it to him. He's like, oh, that's pretty good. Finds out a little bit more and finds what the secret ingredients are and eventually brings it to the rest of the world. That happens he had white space he had space to think space to explore space to let like, curiosity stoke the flames of passion and intrigue you got to have enough passion it doesn't have to be your most passionate thing you just have to have enough passion to pursue it and to be curious
0: is it is it more important to learn more or to let go of more
1: that's a good question mighty pete Hmm. depends if you go through trauma a lot of trauma like my wife's been through a lot of trauma guess what she probably needs to let go let go let go of the energy let go of the beliefs let go of the patterns um I don't think I, I've been through trauma but not as much pretty manageable I would feel like but I still have to let go of traumas of business failures and mistakes while learning. But I've, I think I've got more than enough learning, I need to let go. So I might even say right now for me, I probably need to let go even more than learn. And is is pressure for diamonds? Or is just that is up per planning? Um, good question. Sometimes uh, the pressure pressure is uh, cre- pressure does create diamonds. and And we have to be aware of that and we have to, you know, that's, But we got to be willing to go for it and swing, and recognize even in our mental perspective, I might strike out. That's okay. I get back up the bat. Don't give up. Get back to bat. Are you good at
0: measuring yourself now? Do Do you do you see where you're at? Your energy levels? What's going on? Can you
1: can you take a judgment? I'm pretty. Yeah, I'm pretty good. I would say I'm I'm pretty pretty on point I'm not always aware emotionally but I'm my wife's more emotionally and physically attuned um than I am but I'm pretty aware and connected Mm. and that gives me data then I'm like you know here's a here's a crazy thing that most of us don't focus on especially in the entrepreneurial scene is like we're so exertion focused exert go for it create Mm. but you know, what What was the big breakthrough in the 50s, in the 1950s with the Russians in the Olympics, like uh, they suddenly were not competitive in Olympics. And then all of a sudden they're like, winning and about and beating the US and all this stuff. And it was their training rhythms were f- just as focused on renewal ex- as the physical training. Mm. They were doing ice baths and sleep and nutrition and all these things, hydration, To get people's energy and stamina and all that rebooted so you go back out there and kick butt so i think we look at ourselves as entrepreneurs and leaders the the number one thing especially for women but for men too is we don't have enough renewal we don't have enough like when i'm juiced i'm i can roll i can play but when i'm just running on fumes i got so little gas in the tank um I'm um, like a um a limp biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> but, and it's so important to knowledge
0: acknowledge that, right? You know, for so many people, because we do the you know, the social media world, the entrepreneurial world. It's like, yeah, you know, I switched my mm. nine to five for five to nine and all this, and it's mm, yeah. yeah. And that's fine. I as you say, you can do it in a sprint. That's fine. You get your occasions, you get your seasons, fine. But to do it, Non-stop, and haven't been there and done that. It's like, yeah, it's just no. Yeah. Just that you can the price. The price is going to get paid somewhere, sometime. Yeah. You
1: exactly.
0: Know? You know what? I mean for you, then what's what's a bit of a guilty pleasure for Mike? What's when you're when you're not sort of out there pushing the world in front of you? What are you doing?
1: Man, I love 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 to travel. Uh, I've been to 33 countries, and my wife and I. I have a personal goal to live and travel to one of the world's 50 most beautiful cities every year for at least a month. Um, hence why we were in Ireland in 2020. We went to Dublin uh, and Ireland total for six weeks and then Florence, Italy for uh, almost three weeks um, and Charleston, South Carolina that year for a month as well. Um, but I, another thing I like to cook, I actually, I make a pretty killer bolognese. Uh, pretty amazing air fried fried chicken with none of the unhealthy fats, um, some delicious steak and seafood dishes. Um, so about once a week, I like to do something a little more gourmet as, as practice. Uh, and then I would say I also like to play, you know, there's a video game that I love to play called Madden football. And I just love to dig into that and play championship games and, you know, play a whole season and and compete um I like challenge and and then obviously books I buy so many books my wife uh, I keep having to empty our bookshelves and pack up books and put them in storage or at the closet because she's like our house is being taken over by books even though she buys a lot too but yeah Are you a covert book buyer? It's like,
0: yeah, no, no. I've had, I've had that one for ages, (laughs) just pull the sticker off it quickly.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I've, I've, I've got a few that I haven't read, but I I do actually tend to read most of the books I write by at least, or at least eventually read them.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, I love it. So tell me if, I mean, if you were to try and describe your fire in your belly in like one or two words, Mike, what would they be?
1: Genius Hmm. obsession with a genius. Mm. big performance so yeah that's
0: what it's all about so tell me where can people get in contact with you find out more read your book get your book what's the best place for people to go
1: uh good question you can go to amazon of course to get my book genius within or uh, you can go to geniuswithinbook.com and just got to put the www dot uh in there but It's the greatest accumulation of clues. My promise is if you go through the process, you'll have the greatest accumulation of clues that you will ever have had in your life about your genius, about your deepest passions, about uh, what you're called to do, who you're called to be. And as D. Hawk said, you know what, there's nothing more important than leading yourself. And I love working with leaders, love supporting leaders. As you go through the book, message me. Um on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. I'm on all the platforms, YouTube, even at the Mike Zeller. So reach out to me. And let me know how the book impacts you, uh, what questions where you get stuck. I'm doing a, a expanded and a revised vision or version very soon too. And um this is my obsession though, is unleashing people's God given genius and potential. And uh, so whatever I can do to support someone, I'll do it.
0: Have you more books than you to think?
1: We're oh, yeah. Going, I, I've, already got, I've already got two finished uh, or two, you know, ready for the editor. And then got a journal on abundance and money mindset that's out as well. Uh, working on, I've got twice born, how a crisis can remake you. Maybe I'll interview you for that one as well for the, uh, uh, so I have a few spots. I think I can do interviews. And then I've got, you know, so many other books on money mindset, wealth consciousness uh, that I'm creating too it's awesome quite the legacy i love it yeah working on it step by step how about you when do you have a
0: book out yet yeah so um a book out last year went bestseller on me so um, all right yeah, great. So we're, we're there we're pushing on the podcast we've have another of a two-part book coming out in the next month or two so yeah yeah so the power of experience so um love it it's great so it's just just constantly chipping away it is ironic because mm. i have dyslexia and adhd so <laughs> writing, writing a book is a uh, fun experience. Is maybe the right way of putting it.
1: Yeah, uh, you it's not easy. That is
0: for sure. No, but that's it. But learning to uh, learning to actually, uh, I listen. I'm not so much mm-hmm. of a reader. I'm more of a listener. You know. But yeah. yeah, it's 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 key just to get immersion all the time. You know. So, is there a yeah. final message you'd
1: like to leave with our listeners today, Mike? You know, I think the core is recognize that you are made for a purpose that you have amazing gifts and you can learn how to leverage those gifts for deeper reward and impact and fulfillment if you know how to make more precise more aligned more accurate decisions about your path you know if, if you rarely i can take almost anyone from elon musk to a famous footballer to a TV star, to musician, politician. And rarely, I can't think of a single instance. I I don't think there's a single instance that you can really find where someone accomplished something extraordinary or became someone extraordinary where they're played out of position. Hmm. Extraordinary results are preceded by people being in extraordinarily right positions. So my quest for myself, my quest for others that I serve and support is to help them find their extraordinarily right position.
0: Wow. What a a beautiful thought for everyone to, to leave on. So. Mike, listen, it's been an honor talking to you today. Thank you so much for coming on. I thank you for sharing and I wish you all the best with the book so people can uh, get out there and learn more, find their genius. That's what it's all about. So just to give everyone a bit of uh, an overview again. So it is The Genius Within by Mike Zeller. So it is available now. So Mike, thank you very much. It's been an honor. Appreciate
1: it, Pete. Thank you, my friend.
0: Thank you. Well, that was another great episode of Fire in the Belly. You know, this really wouldn't be possible without a great guest taking the time to share their personal journeys. And by the way, sometimes it is personal. It's an absolute pleasure to have that and then to hear the journeys that people have been on. We've loads more episodes coming up soon and it's always a pleasure to have guests on. If you do happen to know anyone with true fire in their belly, please reach out to us so we can share their journey, lessons and successes. So all that's left to say is have a great day, live with fire in your belly and be the mightiest version of you.